we're back. Another episode of Into the Combine. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Jason. And I'm Shadi. What's uh what's yeah, what's going, what's on? going on with you guys? We haven't yeah. really talked a whole lot. No. <laughs> Stan, um, you uh yeah, what are you, you up preparing to, Stan? for fatherhood or what? Baby proof. I house? am, yeah, yeah. I've been you put, trying like, to foam around all the edges and shit. <laughs> no, I haven't done any safety proofing yet. I'm uh, uh I'm trying to get my projects done that I, the ones I know I'm not gonna like get done once the baby's here, you know, like actually finish my basement, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You're not reading like father books or how to I have been. Um I have actually haven't read my book in a couple months, so I should probably get back into that. Yeah, what'd you learn so far? Um just it was kinda well <clears throat> I I read up to like uh it was a good book, The Expectant Father. I recommend it for anyone. Oh yeah. maybe that's a that's a different podcast, fatherhood podcast, but uh <laughs> Metalhead Father. Yeah, metal, <laughs> the metal father. But uh no, it was a cool it was a cool book. It goes like chapter by chapter what you're supposed to expect like each month and how your girl's feeling, how what the baby's doing, what you should be feeling. Yeah, we're good. What you should be feeling. <laughs> what should you be feeling right now? I don't know. I haven't read the book in a while. <laughs> you were procrastinating, of course. I know. Uh, He's just going to wait till the uh, night before like you did in college. And you're just going to try and read the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> try to download some torrent that tells him about what it is, what the book's about. <laughs> What's it, Cliff Notes? Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Let's get to something you actually know about. Metal. Let's break it down, Stan. So that was the band Frost Coffin, and uh, the song was called Brain Pollution. A little different. I, I wanted to bring. I was. I didn't want to bring just like a the normal hardcore breakdown since we're going to be talking a lot about hardcore today. So I found a kind of a thrashy breakdown. Dude, I really liked it. I liked the change ups there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Stan? yeah. Yeah. I I did because uh we're I'm, we're gonna be talking about some heavy stuff later on, and it was kind of getting a. A little bit too much, so it was nice to have a little bit of something different. Well, That's I just wasn't—I was e- wasn't expecting it. Like I was expecting just a standard breakdown, and then all of a sudden they changed it up with like that—that that tone differences, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like broke away from the breakdown slightly, but it was still yeah. breakdown-ish, and yeah, then it went back into thing. it again. I really liked it, man. That's the thing because they're not—they don't do much, much breakdowns. It's just—it's uh, an EP that came out this year, and uh, on Twitter I had asked people like, "What has the, has the best albums been this year so far?" And someone had put this band Frost Coffin, and uh, 
they're a pretty new band. They only had this EP. I think they're recording something full, but it was the same as Stan. Like I've been listening to a lot of heavy stuff and uh, to hear something a little bit more accessible, I guess, you know, it's thrash, but it's very like radio friendly thrash. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of hooks and melody and it's good production. It's clean. I really like it, dude. The vocals are really cool. Kind of like Testament Metallica type thrash kind of vocals, but it's really, uh, yeah, it's an easy listen, but they're really heavy. Good, good modern metal kind of sound. So it's it's kind of a cool thrash album. I don't like search out a lot of thrash, but I found myself kind of like going back to this one quite a bit. So I really recommend it. Nice, nice pick. Anyways, want to break it down, Stan? Yeah. Um. So we got uh we got a hardcore episode today. I guess you can say. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna talk about what we're talking to, or what we're listening to, and I've of course got a dirty death metal pick for the week, but um. <laughs> Yeah, and then we got our boy James Brandstetter. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. James, he's been with us for a long time. I remember. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we got to ask him when he first came on, but it had to be like the first three episodes. Oh, maybe. shit. Yeah. <laughs> long time. And we actually <laughs> yeah. never talked to him before in person, you know, just through social media. So it's kind of cool. He's going to come on and bring uh, five of his uh, hardcore picks he's been listening to lately. And then we got, uh, oh, we got an interview with uh, Liam Cor- Cormer of Cancer Bats. Yeah, Cormier, Cormier, whatever. Yeah, Cormier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, why don't we start with what we're listening to? Yeah. Stan, why don't you start us off since uh, I just talked about something? Okay. Well, it's that time. <laughs> <laughs> Stan's Weekly Dose of Dragon Okay, actually, this week, um, well, actually, both of my clips are from other people, but uh, stuff I've really been liking. Uh, this clip came from, I think it was on Twitter, his, his name's Vic J. Cal. I don't know. A guy off of Twitter, though. <laughs> I don't know. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Vic J. Cal. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. Yeah. He, 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 uh, doesn't, dude, he doesn't know. He uh, actually recommended a pick for my Dirty Death Metal pick, so and I actually loved it. Uh, the band's Torture Rack. Oh, okay. Oh, is that where I know that from? Yeah. I had from, it on my Bandcamp wish list and I was actually playing it like uh, a couple days ago. And I, But I was like, why did I? Shut I didn't up, know how I put the it on there. You, don't, you didn't hear about them. <laughs> Just let them talk. No, you that's didn't hear anything. I was like, I didn't know where I found it from. And it, it I must have all been because of that. It's because you hacked Stan's computer and you found <laughs> out what his dirty death metal pick was this week. And that's fucking how. Shady, bro. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, Everyone should be listening to this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he actually recommended I, I loved it because. Uh, you know, it's the first time we did the dirty death metal segment. I've kind of been doing it for years now, you know, trying to bring death metal. But first official one last time, and I got people telling me what to bring. That's that's <laughs> awesome. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But he actually, uh, he recommended two bands, uh, Trimvier Foul and Torture Rack. I didn't like the other one that much, but this one was a fucking, it's awesome. It's dirty. Dirty as yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's listen to this, boys. Yeah. 
so fucking crunchy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the first track off the CD. It's Festering Castration. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, just, festering Castration. Yep. Like, I mean, <laughs> I've just been waiting for it. It's fucking dirty. You can hear it, but... Uh, yeah. So dirty. It's, it's it kind of like... Okay, I'm not going to put it on the level of Tomb Mold, but it's kind of got that feel like really good songwriting, really good riffs. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's bad sounding, but it's badass at the same time, you know? Yeah. They, they keep it yeah. good with the songwriting. So it's definitely a CD to check out. Did I remember it having some fucking really good riffs, like yeah. really just catchy ass riffs. And they got the, the you know, you got kind of like some parts remind me of Gate Creeper-ish where they got the hardcore influence, like Swedish groove. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but then they also got like the bolt, bolt thrower riffs and it's just a good yeah. uh, death metal pick. The second track, I, I remember it. I was just looking it up again. Mace Face. Oh, yes. I fucking love that one, dude. <laughs> so many good riffs. Yeah, I second this, dude. I, I only listened to it once through, I think, but I remember I wishlisted it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I might have to buy this one. And I don't yeah, know if it's just to like thank the, him for that one, man. Oh, yeah, I, I do. But I don't know if it's just the version I had, but it's it's dirty. It's hard to hear. So, like, I was trying to listen <laughs> to it while cutting the grass, and I couldn't even, like, hear anything, like, going on right. with the motor and stuff. So It just sounds <laughs> like the motor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a sick riff. Oh, no, I was just on, like, a stump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are a bunch of apples under your fucking mower, and that's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Dude, the production quality is lower, but the riffs stand out, which for sure actually is kind of a fucking compliment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can you can still this stuff still. It's like it, it took me like a song to kind of like get the get into it because of that. But yeah, then gotta, once I kind of got used to it, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you got to get used to it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go ahead and do one. Then uh, next, let's start with one that uh, kind of the, the odd one out probably for the week. This is gonna this is uh, actually Cancer Bats. So I've been listening to this album nonstop since it came out. It's been out for a little while. And this interview, actually, we've been holding on to for a little while. I had done it a while ago, but we just kept having things come up. So it was on the back burner. But um, I've listened to Cancer Bats for a long time, since I was probably in high school. And um, I just feel like this new album is kind of like a, I don't want to say a return to form, but it's just a really fun combination of hardcore, a little bit of metalcore, and a lot of southerny, sludgy kind of riffs a little bit of every time i die they've got a kind of a party rock and roll kind of mentality so it's pretty fun and just kind of been like a good go-to for anything uh like mountain biking or anything fucking just kind of fast paced so go ahead and check out uh it's this song head wound
Yeah. So I don't know, dude. That especially that track right there in this album, like Liam, the vocalist, like I don't. Know, I just really like what he does. He's got always got that kind of southern flair, and he just really like plays around with the tracks. It just sounds like he's just kind of, I don't know, just always having fun with it, doing whatever he wants, and. I love it. Yeah, I always like this band. Uh, I haven't dove into their discography, but I remember the CD Hail Destroyer, and I really liked that, you know, back in the day. Yeah, that so, was always the classic, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I like the, I, you know how I feel about that every time I die-ish, cocky, right. singing-ish, you know. <laughs> it's not your thing. No, it's not, no surprise, I don't like that kind of stuff, but I do, they do compliment it really good with the way they riff around his singing and stuff. Yeah, You know, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I respect it a lot, you know, I really like their music, mm-hmm. and I can stand him, it's not like I hate him or anything, you know, like that, I just, yeah. not my cup of tea. Me and you, we always, you can never come together on this one thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Shadi? I've been sitting on it actually for a while because I heard good things. So it's just, you know. It's just a feel-good album, man. There's just a ton of energy in it. It, it, A lot of killer riffs. That's what I was feeling when I was listening to it was the energy. So Yeah, Yeah, the the music makes it worth it. Just, Mm -hmm, you know, check mm -hmm. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we'll have that interview with Liam at the end if you did dig that. And uh probably a few more clips at the end there just uh, to see but he's a really cool dude and we talked about quite a bit of different stuff so check that one out at the end of the episode but uh, what about you shoddy what have you been listening to so we got a couple major releases come out this uh this last week here last couple weeks i guess i guess the first one i can bring up is the uh, new skeleton witch album Oh God! How much time we have? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I, I know. How, how I guess how how much time do you get? <laughs> Maybe we should have officially reviewed it. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably should have officially reviewed it, but like, I feel like we should just spend a couple minutes talking about yeah. it now yeah. because why yeah. not? I mean, we've all listened to it enough. Uh, Devouring Radiant Light. I don't know when the when was it the last time Skeleton Witch released an album? Was it like? It's been at least three, four... Well, they put an EP out, so I guess I forget yeah, okay, actually when, yeah. the full, when the full length came out. Yeah. But it's actually, been, you're probably right, dude, because the EP was already like three, four years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute, so... Yeah, because they lost their old vocalist and everything kind of like went on hold for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and I was never... they got this new guy and put the EP out. I was never the biggest Skeleton Witch fan, only because I just had never no, listened to them much. not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Like, I would... I did yeah. not like this band at all. I, I, you know, I just had no comment. I guess I'd never listened to them before. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but we've seen them a, what a couple times. I remember seeing them in the intersection. Yeah, you know, and just yeah. like get this over with. I don't want to listen to this anymore. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. But that's before yeah, I was the odd man out. I remember actually liking it because we were we went to see Black Dahlia Murder, and I remember being like, "Oh come on, just let them fucking play." Then I remember getting sucked into it. Uh huh. So, but and I I their last album I, I got into quite a bit actually. And so I'm kind of coming from a different angle than you guys, but so I was a little bit, at, you know, kind of like, oh, are they going to be able to still do it? Because the last vocalist was really good, but I mean, this I, guy is fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, I didn't even know that they lost vocalist, got a new vocalist, but this album is absolutely fucked. So I know they, they did like a whole 180, pretty much, well, yeah, like way more black metal, way more atmospheric, way yeah, more, I mean, you know, moody. Yeah, I mean, so they teased us with Fen of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. for a while and i mean i listened to that song fucking front to back like so many times on repeat because it was amazing yeah that's uh yeah i'm gonna say it right now that that's a song of the year hands down bold claim bold, yeah, claim. bold yeah. claim it's fucking good i'm not gonna it i'm is. not gonna argue it yet, but... i'm not saying album of the year song of the year though is finish shadows for sure honestly i wouldn't argue album of the year at this point <laughs> 
It could yeah, be. I mean, That's how much I'm into it, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's fucking amazing. I completely agree with you. I mean, I, there's like one album that's maybe a little bit better album of the year wise for me personally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this album is is a goddamn masterpiece. So mm-hmm. it's about as high of a rating as I can give it. You know, I mean, it's pretty much just like a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, ten out of ten as well. Stan. Crown yeah, it. I mean, I I'm not gonna give it a ten, but what I mean, the I'm right fuck there is like wrong with nine you? Crown five. it, dude. <laughs> nine five. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay, I yeah. just like it because they still. I've seen people bitching about it, like, oh, they're a totally different band now and whatever. And that, like, I get it, but like, dude, they still throw in those badass thrash riffs, like, whenever you're least expecting it, and keep it really like heavy metal. What are they saying? They're too black metal now? Yeah, well, yeah. The, they always been like that though. Yeah. You know? But but they did change quite a bit. They're way more dark now. And I mean, I. Okay, there's like one song, it's pretty black metal, but the rest of it, yeah, you're right. There's thrash riffs all over the place. This yeah. is, you know. It's the perfect balance. Like, I, it shouldn't work so well, but dude, it's just, yeah, like the way they go from those like super, or they'll be like super melancholic riffs that are like, you know, kind of prettier or whatever. And then all of a sudden they hit you with some cool thrash riff or whatever. It's like just the right mix, which... That's got to be really hard to actually write that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The tr- those transitions to mm-hmm, come up mm-hmm. for the perfect rift after that ch- bullshit, you know? <laughs> That's fucked. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just really like, there's a lot of parts in it, pretty much in each song where there'll be like the heavier stuff or the extreme stuff, but then they balance it where there'll be a part that's like, you know, pretty accessible or catchy that you can kind of like remember, or maybe you could sing along to it or whatever, you know, it's like, a, it, it's gotta be the album lately that I, that I want to re-listen to the most. Like I find myself replaying it 
more than probably any other album. You know, that's kind of like what counts the most. How much do you want to really listen to it? Mm-hmm. No, dude, I completely agree. I, it's been so hard for me to put it down and listen to something else. Yeah, yeah. So a, a, th- a triple uh, yeah, recommendation. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the other uh, big pick? Well, that's the only other album that I've been able to listen to aside from the Skeleton Witch album. So yeah. Yeah, if we want to hop over to there real quick, I can just knock both of mine out of the park and scoot along to the side. Yeah, dude, fucking immortal. That's goddamn. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I told you guys before we started, I actually haven't listened to this yet. God, what's wrong with you, man? But, I mean, you've at least heard Northern Chaos Gods, Yeah, right? I have, yes, yes. Okay, have you listened to... Did you hear to, the second single? Yeah, Mighty Raven Dark? I know I haven't. Okay. So, this is, a, this is a song name from another album, right? Kind, kind of. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is the it's like, full title? It's like Blash. It's it's Blashier something. Mighty, it, yeah, in parentheses, <laughs> Muddy Ravener. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's something fucked up. It's stupid. I laughed my ass off because it's for the most part similar. But well, you know what's interesting though? It actually beyond just being a similar name, actually the the song itself is like almost like a sequel to the original one. Like if you listen to it, it's very similar in like how it uh it cuts out to those like clean sections. Yeah, and yeah. It uses some similar riffs, but then it like it's like twice as long. It's like what eleven, twelve minutes or something like that. I don't know, but it's 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 like a companion piece, which is kind of interesting. But uh, what did you think of it, Shadi? Because I mean, this is the first one. We don't have a, a bath in it anymore. This is all demonized and horde. Dude, I think I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I yeah. honestly can't stop. Like this, this is a great like way to break up the Skeleton Witch album because I feel like I don't know. It's not that the Skeleton Witch album is like too much, but like if you listen to it like four times in you know in one day, mm-hmm. like you just need to break it up with something else. And the Immortal yeah, yeah, album yeah. is great because you just fucking like into Battle Ride like right after you know Northern <laughs> Chaos Gods. Like, it's just such a good fucking song. Like yeah. the energy is there. It feels like an old Immortal song.
um, I guess I didn't find myself, you know, being like, uh, well, what are they going to do without a birth? Because it just didn't right. sound like he wasn't there. It sounded like, you know, I mean, I guess I could tell that it wasn't him singing, but everything else sounded like he was still there. His presence was still there. So, well, that's Jimenez right. fucking sounded awesome. That's what I wanted to ask you guys. Okay, so does this have the more of like the older immortal feel or like the Abath era? You know, well, that's what's it's like. That's both. what's interesting about. It. Yeah, it's actually both. He, the genius that that Demonaz is a genius because he took <laughs> some of the some of the good <laughs> things he's from the early shit, and then they took like what works from like at the heart of winter and all that, and he kind of combined it. And so, like people who loved the, the Demonaz era, you know, the early shit are gonna be happy, and people that like the heart of winter on are gonna be happy. It's kind of a mix of both. Okay. You know, it's not Blizzard Beast. It's not full on that. It's not full on anything newer. It's somewhere in the middle. But he, he, you know, like like when you take some of the more older epic songs, I guess that's probably what it's closest to. Okay. Like, um, what's the fuck? Well, of course, uh, yeah. Makes Mighty sense. Mountain or Mountains of Might. Like that song, I can, that's an older one that's kind of like had that epic feel to it. So he definitely does that. But he, he, he definitely took notice of like what they had been doing more recently and kind of combined the two. Okay. Because it's yeah, fun. Makes, it's yeah. like a fun fucking album, dude. Big riffs, big heavy metal parts, but then it's got a lot of the fast shit too. I'm excited to listen to it. I just, I, I haven't had time. You know, I've been listening to other things, but yeah it's not that long of a listen and i mean you just get so into it that you'll just find yourself it'll just be over mm-hmm. and then you'll be like oh shit and then yeah. you hit replay again i'm just it, i agree it's awesome that it's that good because that's a big sh- like i don't know if that was a lot of pressure on him you know dude i know that, it shouldn't the, be this to come really. back like that yeah <laughs> that's fucked <laughs> it's an it's weird you know because i mean it's a odd thing because early fans would be like oh fuck like when he left the first time People were probably pissed or whatever, but then you get a bath and it, they were so much more popular with him. So everybody kind of like looks at him as the face of it. But really, I mean, he was there from the start. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It kind of works. Like, even though he's not there, a bath, I'm a huge bath fan, but this fucking works really good. The only thing I would criticize is maybe like, <laughs> like the song titles and the lyrics. Like he kind of repeats old themes a little too much. I mean, he's just staying true to the, <laughs> like the immortal, he like he is. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so seriously it's a minor bitching it's just me bitching just a little bit like he could have maybe did a few new or like the same concepts but maybe didn't use the same words so much no dude but at the same you. time hold, it's fine hold, you bite your tongue but you gotta think <laughs> you gotta give him credit okay so maybe he slacked a little bit in there but before that's all he had to do that was his one job you know right now he had to <laughs> you know produce these riffs like, give him a little slack yeah <laughs> you know yeah, true <laughs> in more plate Dude, Gates I, to Blashing Arc, I mean, <laughs> might be the best song on the whole album. I don't know, dude, Grim and Dark, that sing-along part where you just keep saying Grim and Dark over and over. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so good, dude. There's so many is, good moments. Stan, you yeah, gotta listen to it. I know, oh, yeah, I, Stan. It's just, it's such a good album, dude, from start to finish. All right. Um, all right, I want to go, oh, Stan, actually, what else do you have, Stan? I saw you had two on there. Yeah. Um, you got another Dirty Death Metal or what? It's not dirty. It's death metal, but it's not dirty. <laughs> it's actually you. You sent me this. Um, wow. Fuck it's yeah. Sentient horror. Fuck yes. Okay, so you. Were, I think you were supposed to send it to our group message. It just got sent to me. Uh, my God. Oh, dude. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> but oh my God. Okay. Kind so of an inside thing with me and Stan. God, you don't, <laughs> probably not too. Yeah. And I. I didn't know if you would like. You know, this is like gate creeper 
entombed you know the stuff that's yeah. like really like my favorite stuff so i mean this was right down my alley you know this is yeah. a throwback to get uh, like entombed like you know just modern 100%. day fucking death metal with that swedish feel these guys are from stockholm new jersey <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah that a real thing it, it, they just put that on there and i thought that at first then i looked it up and it's actually a city in new jersey called stockholm no, come on. Yeah, I'm less. Dude, than, they gotta be fucking with us. Did they just move there, like just because they wanted to be from <laughs> Stockholm? I don't know if they maybe started this whole thing, this whole band. Like, we're from Stockholm. We just gotta do like. <laughs> but no, like that's insane. Google it, Stockholm, New Jersey. It's a real. <laughs> so these guys are just like, it's like it came wow. out of. It's got like that modern production feel to it, like a gatekeeper in your face, you know, yeah. production. But it sounds like they came right out of sw- fucking Sweden, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you know what's funny? Like I, I'm almost. I love that sound, but I'm kind of getting a little bit sick of it with some bands where it's like so many bands do the HM2 thing. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, all right, okay, like you got to do something different with it if you're going to do it. Oh, these guys just do it really fucking good. Yes. Yes. The way they play those riffs. (laughs) I'm just, well, you should just listen to it. Yeah, let's just listen. So I picked, uh, this is the first song off of the EP that came out this year, The the Crips Below. Yeah, like, I don't know, that just the fucking groove at the end just fucking entombed all the way. <laughs> yeah, that groove at the end was sweet. I forgot this EP came out this year. Yeah, it, you know, I want to just pick something off it because it's newer, but, you know, the CD, I'm actually, that was the one I got more into, unlike Ungodly Forms. I mean, that yeah. thing's just a banger the whole, from start to finish. Every fucking riff's good. This, it's true, dude. The EP's all right. I mean, it's good. I think it just needs to grow on me. It's not as in your face, though. It's more of, like, the old school Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I, I would recommend the full length. And actually, that's the song I sent you was it, Ungodly yeah. Forms. It's so groovy, heavy, and fucking just like, mm-hmm. it's a very heavy, heavy, heavy track. I don't think I would recommend it because it wasn't sent to me to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's pissed. Uh, I'm fucking around. 
I'm I sorry. I can't wait to listen to it. It's okay. It was just like a... Just text it to me, not in the group text, Dan. <laughs> just do it. Just me and you, bro. It was just like I was so consumed by it. Like I couldn't even just like... I don't know. He's like... Well, I think Jason said something like, oh, I meant this for the group, but if you don't get a boner by the end of the song or something, you blow your load by the end of this. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. Can't walk. Because I hold back. I always want to send you guys tracks, but I'm like, no, no. I'm not going to just be that guy that's always sending shit. But then like this one, I was like... I, I can't I have to send this to Stan. Oh, it's like, there's too no good. <laughs> Dan Swano production, I believe. Or, oh yeah, right, right, right. But the one they even do like a cover on the EP of Dark Days off of uh, the Spectral Sorrows, which is like one oh, of my no. favorite death metal albums ever. That's and, awesome. Uh, but they got that like yeah, that's totally entombed. But they got the the Edge of Sanity influence. You can hear it, mm, and that's why I like point. love this band because it's just entombed and in Edge of Sanity like early. It That's was a good just, point. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't catch that, but I I I would agree. But it's it's awesome. Recommend. All it. right, let's get to one more for me. This one I was saving for last because oh god, dude, it blew my mind, blew my mind completely. This is some amazing, amazing stuff. The band actually. Okay, wait. Before we let's just listen to it. Stan, I have a challenge for you. I want you to guess what region. Okay. This band is from. Okay. Okay. That's a hard question. Dude, I think it's German. <sighs> no. It doesn't no. have the German no. music. No. I don't know what they're... They're obviously foreign. Yes. Are they singing in English? I don't think they are. I think so. Oh. Yeah, I thought like so wrong, too. But I, I know there's many English lyrics. I, I had to walk off, take a piss <sighs> real quick, but I believe that was in English. Um, It was. It's almost got like a Norway feel, but I don't think it is. Nope. Nope. Oh. Scandinavia? <laughs> Stan is letting me down. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so this is actually uh, a Greek black metal band. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Stan, have you ever dove into, I believe it's called Hellenic black metal? No. I get that uh, basically Greek black metal. Like this stuff started around the same time as all the Norwegian shit. It's kind of like a whole other kind of like second where wave. Rotting Christ started. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. 
that's kind of like the most known band from that scene. I've never dove into it other than them. I never even heard of this term until this band. This band's called uh, Varathron. V-A-R-A-T-H-R-O-N. Okay. Yeah, Varathron. And um, they came out around the same time, so like second wave, but just doing a completely different thing. And like I was doing a little bit of research on it, and it's actually pretty interesting because it was like they didn't do, they were influenced by all the batteries and all that kind of stuff, you know, those kind of same influences, but they didn't really do like the icy, you know, kind of stuff, the cold, grim type shit. It was a little bit different, a little bit more heavy metal influenced. Yeah, you can hear that. Like the yeah. Iron Maiden yeah. Yeah. Judas Priest riffs. Exactly. And I looked back a little bit. There's some other bands, Necromantia or whatever, and like Rotting Christ. And you can hear it. If you listen back, you kind of can hear that like more mid-tempo heavy metal stuff mixed with the black metal. And um, But anyways, but this band, this band, they've been around for like 30 years. Hmm. But this album just came out this year, beginning of the year, I think. And um, oh God, dude, it's just the heavy metal mixed with the black metal is just so perfect for me. Hmm. It's cool. What'd you guys think? I, I liked it. Of course, I did. Did you? Yeah. And now, it, but it makes me now. I just kind of want to go. I was that's why I was kind of distracted because <laughs> I was trying to research some stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> like this is a. I don't know about this. Like, I need to find out about that's this. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if Sands ever dove into this yet. <laughs> no, because I probably. I don't know black metal like I do know like a death metal scene. Like, you know, if mm-hmm. it was a death metal song, I probably could pick out where it was from. But black metal, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know that stuff that much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I don't know. I mean, even if you don't know anything about all that shit, just put this album on. I mean, it's, I everything, I love everything about it. The, the strongest tracks are probably the first and the last tracks. The one I just played is the first track. So the album's called Patriarchs of Evil. And the song, it's the first one, it's called Tenebris. And I just like it because, yeah, you can just really, it's like all the over-the-top over heavy metal type stuff like Stan was saying. But they do it throughout, but they really mix things up. And it, it just sounds like a band that's been around for 30 years because they it's just very, like, mature. Like, they, they know what they're doing. I mean, everything from the recording, it's very natural. You can hear everything really mm-hmm. well. They mix in little things like synths here and there or, like, sound effects. You'll have, like, just some, you know, just atmospheric type stuff that really adds to it. So it's a really good album to listen to front to back. And it mixes things up like this where you're just like pumping your fist and head banging into parts where you're kind of just like, you know, it gets into the more of the black metal creepy type stuff or whatever. It just kind of has every, something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I could see myself oh. liking this a lot more because I tend to get annoyed sometimes with like Norwegian black metal, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I think this like these big riffs and this sound is going to appeal to me more than the other stuff. So yeah. I'm kind of excited I, yeah. to dive into this. Yeah, that's my that's my thing, dude. I, I you throw some heavy metal riffs into something kind of extreme, and you know I'm gonna fucking love it. So cool. Well, you guys think we should stop there and move on? I think uh, so. Sounds yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, let's uh, let's bring on James. Bring him out. Oh, no wonder your voice is blown out. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> was that you, Stan? On, yeah, on that, vocals? Was, that was the Stan yeah. the Man. Stan the Man oh, on vocals, just, man. Dude, that's so good. 
<laughs> I love that how is... the last name became the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I had the idea on the I, I I wanted to do something. I was like, oh, I gotta do it like an intro because we talked about doing it last time for uh, August, and I just missed I dropped the ball on that one so I was like I gotta do something so I just thought of something <laughs> so stupid and just tried to make it a banger that <laughs> August is awesome. gonna be so pissed off at you now <laughs> August August intro would have to be like three minutes long though yeah just <laughs> one yeah, note that's true <laughs> no, no disrespect I, I dig the doom uh, shit but <laughs> that's true that's, dude that's I gotta so say good. listen in, or Stan why are we why don't we have James on with us before we get into yeah, it yeah yeah we had oh, okay. James on with us because uh, he gave us a bunch of hardcore picks. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess we should ask him. Are you? You're not primarily a hardcore, you know, kid, are you? I mean, obviously, you listen to other metal. Is hardcore just like a soft spot in your heart, or yeah, for what's sure. The fascin- okay, all right. So the roots are in the hardcore. Explain it a little bit. Well, okay. Um, oh man. Well, so I can kind of shittily play guitar, very shittily. And uh, hardcore was always like the simplest, easiest thing to play. Um, mm. And so like, I don't know, I, I can't tell you like when or where I got into hardcore, but I just remember, you know, probably heard a couple of riffs and like, oh, that sounds easy to play. And next thing you know, I'm going down the rabbit hole. That was shit. That was back when I, I'm 23 now. And that was back when I was like 15. So that's kind of how funny. I got started. It's funny you say that because I kind of tend to like do that myself. Like I'll listen to certain stuff just because i know it's easy for me to pick up on guitar like i kind of half-ass it <laughs> right, right you know like i'm not gonna go learn a legion or something you know like fuck <laughs> that like you know yeah. but I, that's funny you say that but <laughs> yep so yeah but um, you, 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 you listen to death metal and you know black metal all that stuff too uh <laughs> funny you mentioned black metal death metal for sure that's kind of been a recent taste um you know i'd say the past two years is probably when i picked up on death metal a little bit uh, black metal, not so much. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, just yeah, but he noticed we were like neglecting. We were neglecting hardcore oh, a little bit. Sure. Like, we did our hardcore yeah, highlight like, were, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'll tell you what: when we started this podcast, what three three and a half years ago, I I would have said mm-hmm. at that point I was a hardcore kid. Like I was mm-hmm. straight down that road. Like I didn't know death metal. I didn't know you know. I knew of black metal. I knew of death metal. But you know, I was a hardcore kid. And then now it's just like. It's nice that we still have someone bringing this stuff back up because I've been out of it. Wait, so Stan, so even when you started the podcast, you weren't a death metal guy? Or, you know, I mean, not uh, no, much I mean, of I, one? Not underground, like, right. you know, I like Black Dahlia, that kind of stuff, like the sure. newer death metal. But the bigger stuff. The bigger sure. stuff. But no, I didn't really know like this underground, you know, not underground but you know where the roots of it uh, you know that's been a passion of mine over the last couple of years i've been learning i'd say that's probably where i am with it right now okay then. i bet would probably be pretty comparable mm-hmm. yeah we were talking we actually brought it up right when uh when we were like introducing the episode how long have you been listening to us you, it's been a like since the start right oh man you, well, early, you know right yeah you know what's crazy is the only reason i even started listening to you guys is because you followed me on twitter oh <laughs> man that was like 24 15 yeah that's what i thought you had yeah, like when we started early yeah yeah i remember one of your first episodes was about when ire came out oh yeah yeah oh god that was the first episode <laughs> yeah that was the first episode <laughs> yeah oh no shit oh well, yeah i have been here since day one man. how did you keep listening <laughs> <That's> pretty bad <laughs> well well honestly i don't have very many metalhead friends and so you guys were like my outlet for that i guess <laughs> That's badass. Kind of hard to find in 
Western Iowa, Eastern Nebraska, everybody listens to pop country. Oh, so. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, dude, but I uh, am very grateful to have you on this journey with us. I mean, every time yeah. I'd look at the fucking Twitter feed or a comment, I'd always see, you know, your mug there with that name of yours, and I would always just <laughs> laugh at the comments. So, yeah, it's hell been yeah. a long, wonderful journey, and I'm oh, thrilled hell yeah, that dude. you've been it's here been the whole awesome. time, man. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, how did we pick these songs? These are these the ones that you were kind of like big on this year at the moment, or like what what made you want to go with them? Well, it's new. I you know because you kind of I kind of hear people talking about how hardcore it's not really a dying scene, but you know you know you still got like Hatebreed, Madball, Terror, but those guys have been around for a long time. And what I kind of liked about some of the bands that we picked for today is they're still kids or young adults, whatever you want to call them, still bringing the game, you know, still sticking true to hardcore, beat down, whatever, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of why I wanted to go with some of them. So fuck. Yeah. You got some good picks. I like it because we've got a lot of, a couple of the bigger ones from this year and a couple of maybe of the stuff that maybe people haven't seen yet. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to start with first? Let the guest of honor pick. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, I don't know what. What do you think, Jay? You want to you want to hit them right away with with Turnstile and see what they think of that? <laughs> oh, go right with that. Go, one. go yeah, right okay, to the heart. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's go with that first. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because me and James have been talking. We were like going back and forth on, you know, what uh, what songs or kind of talking about the bands or whatever. But we, we both were like, yeah, they're probably not going to like, or Stan's not going to like Turnstile. Stan's turn style definitely sure. not going to like Turnstile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said shoddy, maybe. Yep. Dude, I've, okay. So that's where we're at. So let's hear it. Uh, I don't like Turnstile, but I've known Turnstile for the last <laughs> couple months. This was okay. not the first time I heard it. But no, right, don't right. like it. I haven't liked it for the last couple months. No. <laughs> <laughs> brutal uh shoddy what about you i like turnstile really I don't mind them by any means yeah i mean it's like uh i mean dude it's it reminds me more of like um dude i guess what how do i want to like categorize it because it still has that like punk vibe to it but it's more of like uh jay what's the word i'm looking for here man it's like <laughs> they like fuck around a little bit 
Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they're they're mixing and matching shit. But yeah, I like it. I, I really do enjoy it. What do you What do you think, James? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the way that I describe it to people is it's like I see. I think it reaches back to punk a lot. I guess, mm-hmm. which is kind of different than what Shadi said, but. Um, I think it's got, I, I like to call it punk hardcore. That's but, what it was. <laughs> punk. That's the fucking word I was thinking of, <laughs> but I couldn't think of. Um, yeah, like punk hardcore with like almost pop punk influence a little bit. Cause there's a little sure. bit of singy stuff in it. Yeah. It's like, a, I think it's got a lot punk. of like, uh, it's like yeah, the catchier punk. punk. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I would go a step further and say that why they're so huge and why they're getting so much attention is that like is the alt rock and like alternative 90s type shit they throw in there the 311 or like the rage against the machine that's exactly what i was gonna say too but i don't know if that was stupid i get so much 311 like vibes when i'm listening to them it's Mm -hmm. like they like blend that like yeah dude it's the 90s vibe with the pop and the fucking punk and the hardcore it's just like a weird blend of shit I, and th- that's why I like it because it's fucking uh, super refreshing. Like you know, I think that's what hardcore needs. That's why people look down on hardcore is because you get the same beat down, breakdown stuff all the time. But every once in a while, you get a band like this where they throw a little bit of something else in there, which is kind of cool to hear. I will, I will say that I do like it because of that. Because it's different. Because I mean, even even if you take all the rest of the stuff on this list, they're all kind of similar. Very similar, mm-hmm. but this one is stands out, so I like that about it. But I don't like 311. Mm-hmm. I don't like Rage Against the Machine, so... <laughs> oh, you don't like Rage? Oh, no, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't like 311 and, you know, that stuff, but I just think the way they mix it, it's just fucking good. It's a feel-good album, dude. It's a good summer album. That, that's literally what I was just going to say is it, like, puts me in a good mood. It's way different, like you guys have been saying, it's way different than other hardcore because I feel happy instead of pissed off when I'm listening to yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. We got shoddy on that, so that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Proud I'm of you, shoddy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, I think it's a great one. I've been meaning to bring it up for a long time. You know, I've had it on a list to bring up, and I don't know why I keep skipping over it, but I'm glad you brought it up, so good pick. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Let's go to one uh, maybe that I, that I would think Stan would be most into, which is Jesus Peace.
Okay. It's actually the one the one I like the most. Oh, so sure. I know you or do I know you? <laughs> no, I mean, it's fucking heavy. That shit's fucking... I, you know, I hate bringing this up, you know, all the time, but I guess it does say something. Okay, all these bands are on liquid metal. So I so hmm. it's kind of it's kind of cool that they're promoting this Really? This is on liquid metal. Jesus Peace, Code Orange and Turnstile for sure. Harms way a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But spoiler alert, Jesus. Hmm. But no, it's kind of I guess I hate that station for so many reasons, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, it's cool that they do that kind of stuff and they pr- they're promoting hardcore like, you know, this yeah, kind of stuff. Sure, so, sure. but I mean, it's cool because I did not, I didn't know. I think I am was the only band I didn't know off of this. So it was, you know, I kind of had some yeah exposure to this. But Jesus Peace, yeah, for sure was the fir- the one I liked the most. Have you just, listened to anything besides the new one? I have not. No. Okay. Because they've got an EP, I think it's just called Jesus Peace, and the production is a lot less, you know, it's kind of way okay. more, um, what do you want to call it, raw? Dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dirty. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're just fucking obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and so I don't know, you, you might either really dig that, that you know, or you might not like it because the production is kind of... It's not shit, but it's just not as good. So that I, I'd be interested to hear what you thought about their their EP. No, I'll de- I'm definitely that. gonna check it out because I do like this band. I, I haven't listened to them a lot, just more because I've not been in a hardcore mood. So it's got I gotta be in the you know I gotta be able to listen to that stuff mm-hmm. right now. I can't I can't do it. You know, it was all right <laughs> listening to this stuff for the episode, but. Well, I was listening to an interview with these guys or reading an interview with these guys a while back and they actually they're interesting because they said when they started off they wanted to be like more of a death metal band. But then they ended up just kind of being a little bit more hardcore. But it kind of shows through. Like you can hear oh, they're a lot sure. more extreme or heavy than like your traditional, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, you can hear it in the vocals quite a bit, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Production, vocals. I mean, some of the riffing here and there, they throw in some different stuff, which is cool. So, yeah, I, I agree. Shadi, what'd you think of it? Uh, dude, I enjoyed it. I thought it was crushing and heavy as fuck. Well, I guess so I listened to Curse of the Serpent per recommended by uh by james resident Pref- professor james of the hardcore uh, division um, oh man and yeah i really enjoyed like that it was like a, it was a weird because it was kind of like a breakdown but it wasn't really a breakdown at like 53 mm-hmm. seconds yeah they do some cool shit some cool grooves and stuff mm-hmm. and that little breakdown stuff yeah tough riffs yeah the i mean the intro riff isn't just your standard four four beat the shit out of you i mean it's like you know with the stop start going on and everything it, it changes it up Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really good one. And the and the album's coming out this year. There's two singles out now, so be a good one for people to check out. And I'm glad yeah, no. I'm glad you showed us this because this is probably one of those ones I would have wrote down. Like, okay, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it, and then and then the year comes, I never got to it. So yeah. it's good that you forced me to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, and I was just gonna say that about their new album is I think this is their first full length release coming up too. So it's gonna be cool to hear more than three songs at a time from them. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Dan, you want to pick that or shoddy? What do you guys think? Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about harm's way.
One we have brought up before. Yeah. Yes. I heard this band years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't. I mean, we actually brought them up on our hardcore spotlight back yeah. in the day. I think. I think we did I'm, too. I'm pretty sure you did. But with the new album coming out, I figured it was good to give them a shout out. Well, coming out, it came out already, but mm-hmm. but I figured it was good to give them a shout out for that. So I agree 100%. Post Human, I think it's really good. I This one maybe has gotten the most play just because it's like the best gym album to have on here, which is the most time I listen to hardcore. So it's my, yeah, it's my favorite. I've, I've on got the a list lot of too. play. Yeah, I think. Why is that? Oh man, there's just a bunch of bangers, dude. So we listened to, uh, or the one that we picked was sink or sinking, whatever it's called. But I mean, the first song, human carrying capacity, become a machine, call my name. I mean, there's like six or seven songs. Mm-hmm. I don't, well, I don't know how long it is, but there's like five or six songs that I listened to. And I'm like, Jesus, that could have been the single, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just all heavy slam in your face groovy breakdowns it's i mean it's everything that i like in hardcore so yeah see and like to me that's kind of what i i do like that stuff but like i think i don't want to say i'm like the biggest punk fan but my roots are kind of you know i listen i've been listening to punk since i was what 15 so i like the Mm -hmm. more the stuff that's maybe not so heavy that's more fast and you know true hardcore punk so that's why I think I got out of the hardcore scene is because all this heavy stuff started coming in. And, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like the... More the metallic stuff. The, you know, the New York hardcore, the Madball influenced punk or like hardcore is not really there anymore. And then you got... I mean, these are bang like banging songs and I like it, but I don't know. I didn't expect that from you. You know? I am. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked too. I like the fast <laughs> hardcore. What about you, Shadi? Uh, so my notes explicitly say... Fuck yeah, with, a, with an exclamation mark. So that that's all I wrote down for that one. So I actually, I think I liked that song the most out of all of the songs that we listened to. Mm-hmm. Just is just the groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like honestly, it that's was, it was honestly well. it was just the groove that I really liked. I mean, it was just it wasn't like it just wasn't too much. It wasn't mm-hmm. really you know it wasn't too heavy. It was just yeah. I just, I don't know, because I get sick of things in hardcore pretty quick if it's just too basic, just too formulaic or whatever. But these guys do it, they add in like just enough interesting shit to where it works. But it still is so fucking heavy. Like you want to get big in the gym, dude, you don't even need steroids. Just put on fucking (laughs) this new album and like you're going to be jacked way quicker, dude. (laughs) It's so heavy. (laughs) And they mix in some cool shit like... I don't know, what would you say, James? Like some industrial type stuff here and there or whatever? Yeah, I don't yeah, industrial, but not like code orange kind of industrial. Just a little bit of like ambiance is what mm-hmm. I call it. Yeah. More of a backing thing, not so much up front and center. Right. Yeah, like a mm-hmm. temptation. It's like the fourth song on the album. Really it's a whole lot of like a kind of mellow stuff, and then the last thirty seconds it kind of kicks in and hits you. And like that's really cool to see on a hardcore album that they're not just beating the shit out of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, because then it makes it even heavier when they do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's do uh, Code Orange and the one that, like, 
the industrial is front and center, oh, kind yeah. of on these new tracks. Uh-huh. I like that. I I think it's a good well, mix. Hold on. Well, what songs did you guys listen to though? Because like, yeah, James, what ones were we going? With? I went. I I listened to the Hunt first. So if, you want to talk about that one real quick first? Sure. Sure. Well, first off, I mean, because they just put out this new like mini EP mm-hmm. with two new songs and then one that's like a remix or whatever from from the last album. And I listened yeah. to that yeah. third song one time. That's it. So I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're focusing on like the two new songs. Yeah. So I only this. Yeah. I've, so the Hunt and Three Knives are the two songs that I listened to. Are those the correct right. ones? Correct. Yep. 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 Okay. So the Hunt. So this is kind of both of them for me, but the, so I don't like the industrial being like the main focus of it. Um, I thought whatever the album they re- just released was a really good balance of the industrial with the hardcore and everything. This one is like, I've, <laughs> I found a co- uh, quote on YouTube and it's how it feels to chew five gum is like one of the ways I saw this described as because it's just so chaotic and like yeah yeah you know <laughs> Stan loves it I thought that was a pretty good way to describe second. it yeah if you've ever seen the commercials with how to chew five gum and oh yeah, yeah right yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah I I I will say this I'm a big Corey Taylor fan Slipknot was like a gateway band for me so I still go back every once in a while and I thought he you know for being on a hardcore kind of song i thought he held his ground pretty well so i'll oh, say hell that yeah much. Mm-hmm. oh james i'm that's where we differ on this i'm not a really? slipknot or a Corey taylor fan so like i mean i could i mean i didn't like hate it but i guess i just didn't i could have done with or without his section in that song yeah i'm sorry man oh, oh no, james, no, no, this, no the silence taken. is killing me <laughs> james, I'm, I'm right there with you i mean okay. i I wouldn't say I, I'm not a big Slipknot fan, but over the past year, I really have appreciated what Corey Taylor and you know Slipknot have done to like their respected like scene. You know, 
But, I mean, he's just a badass. And for him to come in on a hardcore song, I thought yeah. he did fucking awesome. I agree, I mean, dude. Like it's it's said, cool to hear. I didn't hate it. I just thought that it was... I mean, I could tell that it was not out of, it wasn't out of place, dude, because it didn't sound like it didn't belong there. I guess it was just... I don't know. I don't know. It just got me excited because it's like, man, a fucking little hardcore band dude, fucking is rising Corley up so Taylor fast. He's like a god. Oh, I, guess, right. yeah, I, guess yeah, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> that is kind of fucked up. It just made me think like, wow, dude, that's just such a cool like partnering up for, you know what I mean? It's just like they have this veteran dude. And I I'm agree. I agree. I, I've tried to get in a Slipknot a couple times and I think I just missed it when I was younger. I didn't get into it in the right time. I appreciate it. There's a couple good stuff or good songs or whatever, but just to hear him on this, it sounds fucking cool. And he, I think he holds his own and it complements it. And then when they go back and forth, it's just fucking cool. Yeah. And, and, and shoddy, like, I, I don't blame you for not being into it. Cause I, I'm sure there's probably a f- quite a few people that aren't, but for me, like Slipknot's Iowa album is just, you know, I'm not a big fan of their, their latest stuff, but their Iowa album is just ridiculously heavy in my opinion. And to hear him finally, because he hasn't screamed like this for a while, from what I've been able to tell, and just to hear him ripping like this on this song, I don't know, just, I guess maybe it brings me back to my, you know, my early days in metal when I used to listen to kind of more mainstream stuff, and I thought it was cool, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the other track, the first one? It's pretty heavy on that uh, noise, sound, electronics. Yes. I But I like it, though. I like, I like it. I think it's a good mix. It's... It's a good mix of music, the industrial with the heavy, and mm-hmm. it's very, I guess, fresh to me. So maybe I'm going to lean more towards, I like the Jesus piece, but I didn't really, I found Harm's Way kind of boring, almost. Okay. So I'm mm-hmm. going to lean more towards, this has got like the, you know, Harm's Way, but it's got, you know, something to pull me in, the electronics, something different. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to lean, For sure. I'm going to like this more than that. It's definitely the most forward well, I, I don't know if I would say, I mean, it's between them and Turnstile as far as like the most forward thinking, mm-hmm. creative, but I guess, but the difference is Code Orange is way more hardcore, metallic hardcore than like, you know, Turnstile is. So yeah, they, yeah. they're able to like experiment and do all this new shit, but still be hardcore as fuck, like still be super heavy. That's why I, you know, I get, maybe I'm wrong maybe, or I'm saying Harm's Way is the one I listen to the most, but these two Code Orange tracks might be the best on the list. I don't know. Yeah, I fucking love them. Though. I, I agree, dude. I like. I can't wait for the CD to come out. That well, this is just an EP, though. Yeah, this isn't this. even a full real. Or yeah, this you. you this I'm, is what was, you get. I didn't know if these were going to be added to like a full length down the road here. I don't think so. Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, I have a I have a little bit of info if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because you were we were talking about this because you said they were thinking about what like doing more than just like the regular always a full length or whatever or what was going on with that so when i when i first heard it i heard it on the Josta show i don't remember what episode and they were saying this it wasn't a member of code code orange but they said that code orange is going to be trying something different where they're going to give up releasing full lengths and stick to releasing you know smaller eps and singles on a more consistent basis but then I did more reading into it, and it sounds like they're still going to release full-length albums, but to, you know, kind of break the mold of, you know, oh, you hear a band, you listen to their album, and then unless they make your top 10, you're probably not going to go back to them. So what they want to do is 
release a full album, but then maybe six months later, release two completely new songs that you haven't heard yet. And then maybe, you know, sometime down the road, release a single. And they're just trying to break the mold of the regular album cycle is kind of the gist that I got. Kind of like Full of Hell, mm-hmm. where they just putting out something all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Kinda, yeah. That's cool, though. I I I like that. I, I I hate how bands just they put out a full length and they tour for a year and a half, and then you wait yeah. for the next. You know. Yeah, it's yep. stupid, dude. I I like keeping it. Just come on, give us. Shit. Yeah. But on the to flip it though, how often do you go back to bands like EPs and singles versus their albums? I mean, if it's, that's the thing, though, is if I got a, a solid catalog of EPs and singles, then I would fucking go back to all of a, them and just treat it as an album. But that's the thing is we only get like, think about what's the last good EP or good single. Like it was either included in the full length or mm-hmm. it was like a secret track or some shit or like a fucking studio that, you know, version that we never got to listen to. That's a good, know, those are just ones that I'm thinking of. He makes a good point, Jay. You make a good he, point that, yeah. you know, unless it's a band I absolutely love, I'm probably not going to check out that EP. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, it's I guess tomorrow, though, let's say, like, a big band that you really liked. Just I mean, decided- Shadi, you were bitching about Between the Bear to Me doing their two 30-minute, <laughs> basically two EPs. Yeah, no, I know. Dude, I, I know because I was... Because I know that when they do that, it's just going to, like... The reason why I guess I didn't like it is because I knew that there was something more and it felt like it was unfinished. That's why mm, I didn't uh, want to wait for mm-hmm. what was, you know, still waiting, like, to finish the puzzle. But if they're going to just go, you know, a whole thing and then, okay, this next thing isn't anything related to what came out before this, that would work out. Especially with a band like them, dude, like two 20-minute songs mm-hmm. or whatever, release that shit every, like, six months or whatever. Like, people would enjoy that mm-hmm. instead of waiting. Yeah. They give us content, though, so there's really no issue with... A band like them. I think it were. I think Code Orange has got the right recipe where they're going to still do the full lengths and then do the smaller stuff. Because you'll hear bands say like, "Oh, we're not going to do full lengths. We're just going to do EPs and singles and shit," which always pisses me off. Because like you still you want the full experience. Yeah, you know I see. I mean? That's the thing though is I want them to say that, and then I still want the same amount of content. I just want it more frequently instead of ha- having mm-hmm. to wait a year. I feel like when bands do that, they don't do that. They just still give you an ep the same time that they would have given you a full length and then it's less content that you would have gotten before yeah i mean it makes sense for the band because then like they're in the public more you know like yeah look we got some new shit out check us out again don't forget about us yep yep and that's kind of their point me personally i'm more of an album listener i like i like having 10 songs to sit down to and I, i drive a lot and so I'm either listening to podcasts, listening to Into the Combine, or oh, thank you, sir, thank you, <laughs> or uh, or you know, listening to a whole album, you know, because I want to hear it front to back and and see what it's got. So, but I, I don't mind yeah. extra content. I just don't want. When I first heard that they were just going to do EPs, I was kind of bummed. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you, man. It's actually fucking crazy too that like they just put out this Grammy, not winning, but nominated album, and then they just throw out two tracks which are really good. And they throw Corey Taylor on it, and they're not saving it for a full length. They're just like, fuck it. We're just going to put this out as it is. Like, that's pretty cool. Their their fuck it attitude is part of the reason yeah. why I like them so much, to be honest. Yeah. because they're, they're real. Just like, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. All right. So we got uh, one more. This band called I Am.
I went to Kansas City for a show back in like March, and they were one of the first. They were the opener for the bill, and I mean they just fucking wrecked. I was expecting nothing because I'd never heard of them. Didn't look up a single song by them, and I mean they just just killed it. And and I I was kind of expecting like no one in the crowd to know who they were either. No, there was like forty kids freaking singing and swinging their arms. It was kind of scary, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> so so I figured you know, and I think they're kind of different too. And to be honest, I was kind of thinking maybe Stan would like these guys. So I I figured oh. we could throw them in there and see what he thought. I did. How would you like? What do you describe this band as? Like, is this like? down tempo or beat down or like what yeah what what is it i i tell people it's beat down and death metal had a baby okay see ah <laughs> uh, i it's too death core for me mm-hmm. it's too generic for okay me. I, I mean i'm okay when hardcore and death metal have a baby <laughs> don't get me wrong like, that's cool like you know i want to hear that shit but this was, it was it was a little bit on the generic side for me it was more I've heard it before, kind of. I'm not saying maybe they didn't do it well, but I heard it before. I'll give you that kind of. I like on my notes. I wrote down that it's very minimalistic. Yes, but in but but I would say in a good way. I, I they're definitely not doing anything new, but uh, I actually did like it. And I would have. I thought I was gonna be more like Stan on it when I first put it on, but then I was like, you know what? I don't. know. They're doing it pretty well. It's really heavy. And they're doing it on purpose. Like they're just keeping it very sparse. Like there's very, there's not a lot going on, but it it adds to the like the heaviness of it. It's not my favorite of the list, but I actually thought it was pretty heavy, pretty fun, pretty cool. Good grooves. Mm-hmm. Shadi, what do you think? Dude, I really enjoyed the vocals. I was, I guess, on the same page as Jason, where I thought it was a little slow, but I still really enjoyed how heavy it was. Like I thought the grooves were, you know right there i really like the fucking solo lick at 115 i listened to uh face of death yes um yeah and yeah the 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 solo lick that goes on at 115 was just kind of out of nowhere and it kind of like was refreshing to hear but then it just fucking got right back down into that you know heavy i guess trugging along right but yeah dude i i liked it i mean i'm normally not into like the slow stuff but i like that they threw the you know the little the solo lick in there and the vocals were something that i uh really enjoyed mm-hmm. and, and see and that's for me that's where it straddles the line i i get the death core thing but to me it's n- to me it's not really like white chapel suicide silence and all those bands i think it sits aside and that's because they either do straight beat down down tempo or like you said there's multiple songs where they come in and throw in like a crazy death metal solo i mean they're doing um, what was Dimebag famous for with the with the whammy bar and the the drops or whatever the uh, mm-hmm. oh, what do you call them? Not the I, I forget what they're called. Where where you know the note goes freaking clear in the air and they do a the couple pinch of pinch harmonic. No, not a pinch harmonic. Uh, like a dive. A dive. Or? Yes, they've got a couple oh, of songs okay. where they do some dives and shit and like mm-hmm. completely out of left field. The vo- and like you said, the vocalist is not just your typical hardcore vocalist. I think Stan, I think that may be like the, the vocals lean towards the deathcore mm-hmm. style oh, a little sure. bit, but like, you know what I'm saying? But but I think they're more rooted in hardcore and I think I think it's good, man. I think I like the heaviness of it for sure. And they, they do some cool grooves and like they do vary it up a little bit from track to track. They'll get one that's a little bit slower and heavier then they'll throw in some speed, but they keep that like kind of just more that atmosphere throughout the whole thing where it's kind of dark yep. or whatever, you know? Yep. Yeah. 
I think I think it's interesting that you've seen them live and that's how you got into them because I mean that brings a whole different perspective on it too because there's been a lot of bands that I they're probably shit but I've seen them live and I like them live you know yeah so it's something I just didn't see them live so I can't relate to where you're coming from but I get that and I respect that like sometimes a band puts on a good shit. show <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I, no, I totally get that. Yeah, that's that's happened to me a couple different times where I I don't know about a band and then I see him live and it's like, all right, I got to check these guys out some more. And then oh, I, and I didn't mean like this band's shit or anything like that. No, no, you know? no, 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 no. I know. It was just funny the way it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, fucking, uh, we got some shit to check out. We got some good, we got some good hardcore to spice things up a little bit, mix things up. About time. It's not your typical death gore grind core shit you guys talk <laughs> no. about. So, well, yeah. we balance it out with all the black metal and shit we just talked about before you came on. So, oh man, black metal into hardcore. That's I know. Yeah. I I know. Yeah, little twists and turns going on today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the road of metal, though. You get into the fucking combine, you just get tossed the fuck around, and you that's don't know right, what dude. happens when you come out. That's why I bring up yeah, death you, metal every week, because it fits with everything. It's the best genre true. there. Is. Yeah. Dude, and your that's your true. dirty death metal picks definitely make me bang my head, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, all right, man. Well, thanks uh, for the fucking picks, dude. We appreciate it. We, ha- we loved having you on, man. Yes, we fun. did. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was, cool, it was, man. I enjoyed it. Stay tuned. We've got the interview with Liam from Cancer Bats. Go check out our Patreon. We've got, what, three bonus episodes up so far. One more coming pretty quick here. And uh, what else, Stan? Oh, you always do this shit. Basically, yeah, that's it. I mean, you want to be in the hot seat like James was, just get over to Patreon and you become part of this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, get us on, what, Facebook and Twitter or whatever. Yeah, check Instagram, out all the socials, all that shit. yeah. Keep, Email, whatever. Keep Jason occupied. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, that's another episode of Into Combat. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Jason. I'm Shoddy. Your you boy, stay. James. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you guys stay metal. Spark That Moves, I've been jamming it since it came out just, what, a couple weeks ago now, I think? Yeah, yeah, we're just like two weeks in. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's it's kind of got me the way when I when I first heard you guys were in Birth and the Giant, the energy, just kind of the swagger, it's kind of just like no fucks given kind of an album, man. Like, 
was that the thing you guys wanted to do with it? Were you guys going for that? Just kind of like balls out energy kind of an album? Yeah, just trying to like kind of get back to that. Like I, I feel like a lot of the the album was inspired by kind of just what you said, like having conversations with people while we were out, like, you know, just kind of living our lives. And like, I'd be hanging out with some buds, like riding motorcycles and like meet somebody who's like into the band. And they're like, Oh man, I love this song. You know? And they'd talk about like grenades or like, you know, a song off of hail that like we hadn't played in forever. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, man. Like some of those like really fun, like kind of like, punk like just super raw kind of like aspects of our band that maybe we had kind of forgotten about a little bit and just like meeting people that were genuinely stoked and like them telling us what they liked about our band you know and it Mm -hmm. was like really inspiring to then start working on some new stuff when you've had the perspective of like someone being like this is what I really like love about you guys just in a casual conversation and not at a show and not at anything and you're like you know, then I get on a motorcycle and ride away and like, think about this. Like, Oh yeah, that does rule about our band. Like (laughs) that's why I like us too. And it was like then coming home and, you know, jamming with like with Jay or like with everybody and and being like, Oh yeah, this is like, what's what we do also like about our band and what we should like re-inject into like these new songs, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's cool. It's just kind of like taking what you guys like instead of trying to do something totally different. Or, yeah, dude, it sounds well, like. You, oh, go ahead, man. I was gonna say sometimes you can get caught up in that. Like when you feel like you're writing a new album, it needs to be like an extension or like a mm-hmm. uh, not like a departure. But you always want to feel like you're growing. But sometimes you you need to like go back and look at like, well, why do we play this set list? Like, why have people been showing up for? 10 years or like people seeing like our band play like 20 times and it's like oh well they like they're stoked to see these songs again like they're not like looking for like oh man when are you gonna stop playing hail destroyer is not what anyone says when they come to our shows (laughs) so it's like at the same time i don't want to rewrite hail destroyer but you know what i mean like keeping that energy in mind yeah is like like nobody's coming to our band because they want us to sound like you too, you know, <laughs> right, or they want right. us to be like on the radio. Yeah. So it's just sure. like, so then why sometimes do we get in our own heads to get too far away from that? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's a funny thing, man. Cause when you read reviews and stuff like that, you always hear someone saying that you should be, some band should be pushing further or that sounds too much the same, but I kind of liked this one because I can see how you guys are taking things that you like from the old ones and stuff like that, or, or at least like getting the vibes that you want going. But it does sound like you guys have some, I mean, it's not that it's new things necessarily, but it seems like uh, maybe even more well-written. Like the songwriting just so, it seems a little bit more elevated. Like Hail Destroyer, I love that album. It's always been one of my favorites from you guys. But it's just, I like some of the things you're doing on this more. It's like, um, I don't, I feel like you wouldn't have gotten that back on Hail Destroyer. Like some of the vocal melodies are yeah. like, just the songwriting, man. It's like just another level. Well, and that was the thing too, is that I think it's like looking at that progression, but still within the context, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like the idea of like pushing it forward doesn't necessarily mean to go into another genre, you know, it's just like pushing what cancer bats is forward. Yeah. And I think that's where we were just like really trying to hammer like, yeah, on the songwriting. And like, for me, like, oh, okay, I can actually sing now like from, you know, being in this band and doing all the Black Sabbath stuff and like kind of doing different things. It's like, well, now I can apply all of this like to Cancer Bats to make it sound more 
like natural, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. And like, where it's not like, Oh, I'm trying to put on, you know, like a clean singing voice or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. no, I'm just better at singing in cancer bath. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And I think that's just how helped. all of us feel. Yeah. Just at the top of your game, you can do more with it now, the more, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be like, like I said, like out of left field. Like just cause you know, Mikey learned how to play like a salsa beat doesn't necessarily mean it should be, you yeah. know, instead of a breakdown, but it does mean that like some of the beats can be like a little bit crazier and a little bit like off time, you yeah. know? And, and I think that was like more what we were getting really stoked on. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I, like when I'm listening to this album too, like it's such a high energy album. Like, uh, it's, it just sounds like you guys were like, I don't know. I, I'm curious how, how it went down just cause it seems like you guys were in a room just drinking energy drinks and you know what I mean? Came up with this album, but how does it go when you're writing an album like this? So such high energy. I mean, do you have to get yourself amped up? Are you guys in a, do you guys all write together? Well, this, this record was actually the first one that we didn't write like all four of us only because like our drummer moved back to Winnipeg. Okay. Um, so this was a lot of like sending, you know, like, like tracks back and forth or like if, you know, Jay, our bass player and I were like the only two that were in town because, you know, Scott was away doing something. Mike's in Winnipeg. So we just get together and we jam together. And, uh, and I think it was then like sending those, those bits. It was like, kind of like having more time to reflect on all of the songs, like where everybody's on their own and they're like, you know what, let's like cut all of the bullshit out of mm. all of this and just like make it down to like all the raw parts. And even like all of that, like editing and stuff, like we kept doing, like we'd make demos and then be like, man, like this part's boring, get rid of it. Yeah. Like just not being too, you know, like overly sensitive about it. And I think because we weren't in the same room necessarily, when we were all like having those like moments, it's like people are less like precious about the songs. That makes sense. So you can come in and be like, I don't even remember who wrote this bridge, but it sucks. So let's get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause it's like, maybe it was me. I don't know. I don't remember who like came up with this idea. Maybe it was you, but at the same time, you're like, you can't justify it being in there if no one can remember who even wrote it in the first place. Right. You know? Right. So it was, it was good to have like a little bit of that like detachment from it. Cause then we could just get down to like the real important part, which is like, let's just make these songs rip. Yeah. And that was a, a big part too, was like kind of what I said, like that, that justification aspect. Like if you can like argue why a part should stay in, then like everyone will listen. Mm -hmm. But if nobody has like a really good reason, it was just like, oh, it's getting dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, no. That seems like Unless a cool way like, to think about it. Just kind of cut the bullshit out. There's always so much extra stuff in a lot of songs. And when you're listening as like a listener, you can, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you don't really need that extra verse or this is like a minute too long or whatever. Yeah. And I think for us, because we're, you know, we're always thinking about how things are going to translate live mm. and what aspects like things are going to have like at a live show. It was just like, well, you know what? Like I get bored when there's like a guitar solo that goes on for too long. So selfishly, I'm just like, unless this guitar solo is going to like amp up the pit and in turn, like make me stoked, like we should just get rid of it. Right. And like, it was kind of like, everyone was like, yeah, you're right. You know, like uh, us just all having those kind of like real talk conversations that would sort of move things forward quickly. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this rules. Like I definitely like, I like working like this. Right. Right. That's cool, man. Um, so like a song, uh, we run free, 
that's one of my favorites on there so far. Like, what was your headspace for that? Like, writing it, you know, lyric-wise? Did that stem from anything in particular? Uh, that that song literally was, like, me going dirt biking. And I was okay. driving with, like, the bike in the back of the truck, going to meet my buddies. And I was trying to think of, like, party songs. Like, those jams that, like, would get you stoked mm-hmm. to, like you know, like go snowboarding or go dirt biking or go skateboarding that you'd like play in your car. And I actually like recorded that riff, just like mouth riffing it oh, while no I was way. like driving down the highway. Like I was like, And then like had like that idea that I then like brought back and played for Jay. Right. It was just like, this is what I'm thinking. Like just like total party jam. And that was where like, you know, the, it kind of like all just steamrolled like from there, like just being like, okay, yeah, yeah. Then we could do this. We could do this. And then everyone, obviously like Scott added his part onto the verse and like those guys came up with like the, the kind of like bridge, but like wanting to keep it like, like when you were saying like kind of being better at songwriting, like mm-hmm. for us to just be like, there's nothing wrong with having like a two part, like rock song. Yeah. Like yeah. just like that's, you know, there's no reason to like overwrite something. And we ended up adding that like bridge, like the little breakdown bridge part before the solo. Cause we were just like, Oh, well, this is a cool riff that, you know, is just like also fun. So in the yeah. justification, we were just like, well, I like this part, so we shouldn't cut it out. <laughs> right. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really like that song. And just like in that same, like I have some references to like, you know, like Whiskey Throttle, like in Dirt Biking. Mm-hmm. And I guess that song is a little bit like about kind of like just the the like recklessness of, you know, those things where you're just like, I don't know why we do these things, but we're just going to keep doing them because it's fun. <laughs> right, man. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you mentioned that because not as cool as you, but like I go mountain biking a lot, just like down, you know, into the tr- like trails and all that kind of no, stuff. No, mountain biking is sick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, it's pretty fun, you know, hit, hit some crazy hills going down up. You know, I try to make it as extreme. I used to do the skateboarding thing and all that and dropped it a while ago. But, you know, but that's like, uh, the, this CD has been like the perfect soundtrack for anything like that. It's funny you mentioned that's kind of what your headspace was because that's exactly what I've been throwing it on for the most, you know? Oh, amazing. And I mean, that's the thing, like, yeah, dirt biking, like riding a bike. Like I, I realize there's so many people that like, like I don't go to the gym, but like tons of people love working out to cancer bat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's sick. Like, I love that idea that like we're part of that motivation and part of that, like, 
you know, tons of people are into running now and they're like, Oh, I just like ran a marathon listening to like hail destroyer. Right. I'm like, that's yeah. so sick. Like <laughs> I love those ideas. So we try and like think about that at least like when we're writing, you know, to be like, this has got to like pump people up when they're doing these things. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I know the big thing with this album is you guys dropped it surprise. No one knew it was coming really. So how was it, I guess like reaction wise, I mean, cause we're so used to like, you know, three singles, here's the video, you know, kind of getting it as we go. And then by the time you get it, sometimes for me, it's like, you've already heard a bunch of the singles. So how was it like, did everybody seem to like the fact that they just got it all at once? Kind of old school like that? Yeah, that was the response. Cause especially what you were saying, like from a journalist kind of perspective and for me, like as a fan, we didn't even really think about this aspect, but you kind of make your mind up about a record based on what you've heard from the single. Yeah. So like you hear one song and you're like, oh, this is what this album's about. Whereas like in this case, like nobody had heard anything. So they ended up listening to the whole 30 minute record, which I feel like we don't do as much no. anymore because you're just kind of like, oh, I just like saw this video and I watched the video and that's what like this whole new whatever is about. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the whole teaser kind of side of things, because I saw like pre-orders getting put up for bands that I wanted to just buy the record. And then three months later, I had forgotten about it and the album was out and I just like didn't even bother. Yeah. Whereas sure. like, if I had, if I could have just bought it then, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to pre-order. I just want like the thing right now. And I'm right. like, it's just digital. <laughs> you just give it to everyone <laughs> or don't tell me until it's done. Yeah. And that was where we were like joking about it. We we're just like, well, we can just like take care of their vinyl pressing ourselves yeah. so that it's not like a tease. And yeah. we also have been putting out records for long enough that it's not like, I mean, I'd love to think that there would be some huge spike in sales and all of a sudden we're going to ship, you know, like, uh, Jack White numbers of vinyl, <laughs> but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the exact same number that we've been selling for the last like <laughs> three yeah. releases. So we can kind of ballpark it at that. I mean, it's definitely gone great. And I think vinyl is doing way better. So we're already looking to like repress, but at the nice. same time we are like, man, that's the, the best problem to have that right. we sell out the first pressing in like a month yeah, and we have man. to make more. So I was just like, who cares? let's stop being so like precious about this and let's yeah. like just run this band like a business, which I feel like also is like lacking in some ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool, man. I get it from like a marketing label standpoint or standpoint, you know, you hype people up with the singles, get them to buy it. But from my angle, it was really cool just to get it all at once. I, everything was fresh. You know, I didn't have anything in my head, you know, just oh, all totally. at once. so that was really cool. And I think for, for us, like we couldn't have done it, you know, in any other like this being our sixth record, the fact that we're doing it ourselves, like we do realize that we're in a really lucky position Mm -hmm. and that we're kind of supported by so many like amazing people that are even interested, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to ever take that for granted in, in terms of like being lucky enough that at our sixth album, we can even do confidently a record ourselves and like do no marketing for it right, man. and like awesome. just kind of like release it on the world and then play a bunch of like sold out shows so yeah. it's like for us like we're definitely like feeling very fortunate listen man thank you so much uh i'll be spinning it today i'm going mountain bike and i'll be playing it again but uh it's awesome yeah album, no man. dude that rules <laughs>
<laughs> and I will apologize on behalf of the dirt bike community for destroying so many good single track trails <laughs> yeah, for man. mountain biking. I realize we're a bit of the enemy. <laughs> That's cool, man. But thanks. Thanks for the interview, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers, man. I'm super stoked. Thanks for, uh, thanks for reaching out.